This episode of How Is Your Run Today was recorded live at the Boston Public Library WGBH studio, feet away from the finish line of the famed Boston Marathon. Peter, you're a host, not a guest. Oh, why right, did so you that, say that? So why did I say that? I don't know. We'll use it somewhere, though. No, you won't. Okay. Brian. Yes, sir. You look like a man who has a running story that's ready to go. Well, it's a story of um, it's a story of love and loss. It's actually not. It's a tale of two running cities. <laughs> it's a it's a tale of uh, forgetting yourself. Okay. It's a tale of being a, uh, committing a rookie mistake when you're no longer a rookie. Do you know what I'm saying to you? I know that you've been running semi-professionally, meaning not at all, <laughs> totally amateur, for a good five years now, yeah. and you've been running Longer with a podcast yeah. mm-hmm. for three, well, mm-hmm. so you shouldn't make silly mistakes. What did you do? Did you forget to drink water? Did you forget to stretch? You didn't sleep? You got too sick? What happened? I went for a 10-miler. Oh, nice. And uh, didn't didn't put on any of the... Um, <gasps> Sunscreen? No, no. Body glide? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Are you so. kidding me? <laughs> no, okay, hold on. And, and hold. so... Time at, out, time out, yeah. time out. Yeah. First off, we're still in summer technically, and right. you can get burned, so be careful. Well, I, I did put on sunscreen. Okay, good. I that's, for, I that's forgot, just a little I PSA. Forgot the top, I forgot the top portion of my body, the bottom portion of my body. That's just a little P- SPF PSA. That's right. For actually, F- actually, you need to apply sunscreen all year round. Yeah, you can get a sunburn do you, in the winter. You do. I put it on my face. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Even before I go to bed. I, I th- <laughs> it's just something I do. It's a little ritual I do. Do you still sleep in that uh, tanning salon, I in do. that tanning bed? I do. That's so 80s of you. I sleep you. in a poncho. <laughs> okay, so here's my rule of thumb, and it's not about me. This is your story, and I'm yeah. not trying to make it about me. No, but of course not. I would argue that... I'm just going to walk over here for a little while and talk to this other person. Sip your coffee and don't worry and let me talk. I would say anything over four and a half, five miles, the second you're thinking six miles, 10K-ish or better, you got to slap on the glide, man. There are pieces of you that you don't even know you have until about eight miles. Or, or when you get in the shower. We all know what mm. happens, right? So, okay, we're in the car. We know we're going for a 10-miler. Yes, uh, the, the artist in residence and I yes. were starting to drive. Yes. I had already had to stop, turn around, come back to get my watch so that the, I know the run happened. Oh, this is before so, the run. Yeah. So I have, we, we drive a couple blocks. I have to turn it around, go and get my run out of the car, get my watch, put the watch on. Okay. All set. Start going again. Oh, I forgot to put on the glide. And she said, as one would, as a good partner would, running or otherwise, yeah, you should have lubed up. She's not wrong. She's and, wise. And she said, why don't we turn around? Yes, let's nip this in the bud. And, you know, I have this one that's like a deodorant stick. Yeah. Which you don't share with other people. No, that's yours. Right. So she has a tube, which is more like a tube of sunscreen, which you can, you know, offer to other people because your body doesn't touch Right, um, you squirt into a hand or whatnot. That's exactly right, like yes. sunscreen. So she said, well, I, I, you just take mine, borrow mine, use that. And I She's said, right, yeah. And I, nah, let's just go and get it over with. I'll be fine. And I wasn't in a bad mood. I was actually in a good mood. I was looking forward to it, and I really was anxious to get on the run, yeah. largely because this was the first time Andrea was going into the double digits. Sure, sure. She had just told me that, and I was sure. all excited. Sure, uh, And so off we went. And wow. around mile seven, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, I was sweating profusely, and my shorts um, turned to sandpaper. What's that burning smell? And oh, it's burning. <laughs> oh, it's just meat. Just, just maloins. It's just meat on fire. That's not good. And uh, so uh, the rawness uh, continued, and then we got home, and I refused to uh, unclothe. Frankly, 
because I, I knew the moment was coming when I would get in the shower and the raw skin, you, you the, the nerve endings. You should not put that off. And I totally did until the evening. No, you got to let that healing begin early. And, and I got in the shower. It was, <sighs> it was horrible. Ouch. Uh, everything hurt. It, Why? There were welts. Uh, <laughs> it was. It was. It looked like strawberries. Oh, welt. It was horrible. <laughs> Lesson learned. So well, I have learned this lesson many a time, no, Peter. you seem to forget. And I forgot. And, and, and I just thought, well, I'll be fine. It's sort of like like I've calloused up or something. Like, that's not an area you, you callous. Uh, Dude, I'm so nervous about it. I put body it, glide on before I put dress clothes on for work. <laughs> well, you do have a long I got that, and I You got that, that three-mile walk I got that walk, work. and I got that one nipple <laughs> that points northeast no matter where I'm standing. Okay. Um... So this is what I have to say. Yeah, uh, I'm still in a lot of pain. I bet uh, it'll take days this for is it to heal. Fresh. And let me ask you I'm this: I'm not sure how tomorrow's run is going to go. Oh, I would. Can you take one more day off? No, I really shouldn't. Could but you cross train? Could you do? Yeah. Uh, oh, something? A, a bicycle. Yeah, that that'll be the best. No, I was thinking like get on the cross bike. The, I was thinking uh, maybe really powder up and because I don't know where you go with it. Do you go for the healing? Do you go no. body powder? Because I mean tend like to go gold powder. bond medicated, medicated powder. Yeah. Yeah. I tend to do that. You listen to a lot of AM radio, do you? That's I where do. they tend to advertise. But sometimes I think, oh, cream's the way to go. And for yeah. me, cream's never the way to go as a healing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going all natural this time. What, just the keep, air? Keep it clean and I don't know what's going on. Yeah, lay in a hammock. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Well, yeah, if, when, when I choose to exercise, today's an off day, obviously, for me, because as you can see, I'm not doing anything except talking into a microphone. So uh, tomorrow, I will, yes, I will probably do something to uh, prevent this from happening again. Well, that's terrific, Brian. Well, I, I know. It's horrible, actually. I'm it's so glad terrible. you shared that with everyone. <laughs> well, I feel like we've folks, all... this is a public service announcement, which is uh, when you go to run, make sure you lube. You know, we could do just... A series of shows all about the stupid mistakes that you and I have both made. I think that's what this whole show has been for years. For years. Brian, don't you want to tell everybody what we did on Friday morning? Because it was kind of exciting for me, anyway, to see it happen. Remember what we did? Absolutely. Um, on Friday morning, uh, actually, our guest is here. <laughs> Brian, we're joined today. By a legend in the Boston running community. Some people know her as Corinne. Some people know her as the running unicorn. Some people know her as Corinne the running unicorn. Or Boston's running unicorn. Or Boston's running unicorn. Or Unicorin. Or just straight up Corinne. Corinne, how are you? I'm lovely. How are you guys? I'm good. How was your run today? Run today was warmer than I expected. I didn't really realize we were getting back up into the hot and humid, but otherwise it was great. Yeah, it was a little thick all night long and into today. It was just not super hot, but just gross. Yeah, and I didn't bother to look at the weather before walking out of the apartment. So I was like, it's five miles. How bad could it be? It was was toasty. Are you running with the horn or are you hornless right now? Most of the time hornless. Every once in a while going to the stadium or to the hill for November Project the horn comes out. Well, speaking of November Project, I just saw you on Friday because I went to November Project at Summit Ave in Brookline, which was co-hosted by some very special people. Brian, you want to tell us more about that? Well, sure. It was the November Project Summit, which means that uh, many, many co-leaders and other uh, November Project participants went to Wisconsin to uh, take part in the uh, no, uh, North Face Endurance Challenge race happening there and other festivities around. Once a year, uh, the November Project Tribes get together and have a big party and all participate in that endurance race or, or all the variety of races. There's everything from, what, a 5K to a 50 mile or something yep. like that. Yeah. Um, but while the uh, co-leaders were away, uh, they invited two guest co-leaders uh, who were Marathon George, George Woodward, Who's that? Well, that's George Woodward right there. Marathon George. Go catch that sheep. And Andrea Bonnie Gould, the artist in residence. And it was uh, fascinating to watch them do their thing. They were excellent fill-ins. They did a great job. I think NP should call on them anytime. The reason why I'm bringing it up... Yes. ...is because, Corinne, you had such a game face on when you were destroying those hills. I mean, like, hard... Like, wow. Like, not, like, unflinching. 
It was the first time I was aiming for three full hills, which is the PR route yes, for yes. the hill workout uh, since early July, late June. I haven't really gone after many MP workouts in the lead up to the ultra. So it was the first time I was really pushing out there. You were radiating. And I was feeling it. Yeah, you were radiating seriousness. And all I could think was, this is what an ultra does to you, <laughs> right? It changes <laughs> the true. way you approach a task. This is not your father's running unicorn, Brian. <laughs> my, da- my, my dad didn't have a running unicorn. He didn't unicorn. have one? Wait, what? No. Well, she's definitely That's not. That's not something everybody has? Doesn't everybody generationally have one? Uh, well, maybe. I'm I, saying you've upped the ante. Do you agree that that's true? Yes, maybe. You know, you mentioned something, both of you, and that has to do, that, that, that word was uh, ultra. You said that's what ultras do to you, and I think that's really why we asked Corinne to come back that's onto it. the show. There uh, it is. Other than being one of our favorite uh, people here in Boston, Corinne, who hadn't run a marathon before Boston, what, two years ago? Two years ago, yep. Uh, took on an ultra recently, the Anchor Down Ultra. Can you tell us uh, one? Of course, we're going to want to know how the race was, but really, we want to know Why? what the thought process Why? was. Because <laughs> many people will run a marathon and say, "I'm never doing that again," and other people say, "Well, maybe sometime." And then you said, "Why don't I just double it? I'll just do more. Just yeah. casually double it." Uh, so I actually did not go into the ultra thinking that I was going to casually double a marathon distance. Mm-hmm. Um, but over the last few years before Boston, I'd been gradually working up half marathons, did a whole bunch of those, tackled Boston, and then did the Philly Marathon a few months after that. And throughout that entire time, I'd really been working on speed, mm. and I was kind of getting burned out on that speed training mm-hmm. process. I was not feeling that anymore and wanted to try to find a new way to enjoy running again. So I started pondering ultras and talking to people who had done some and doing my research. And I was like, well, I mean, a 50K is only a little bit further than a marathon. Let's mm-hmm. see what's out there. And did you take on a 50K? Uh, in training, I did. Oh, <laughs> so you, you decided to jump That's right hardcore. to the 30 miler. Let's just talk about how hardcore yeah. that attitude is. Yeah, in training, I took it on. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I well, took we one. need to get I into I probably should have done a, 30, a 50K yeah. race Maybe before not. doing the 50 yeah, miler. Yeah, we, we need to get into all of that. Like, what, uh, It's so impressive. <laughs> how many months ahead of time before the race do you start training? Like, you make the decision you're going to do it. Or, or I, I don't know, I assume it's many, many weeks, if not months ahead it's of time. It's Thursday, and you're like, yeah. you're yeah. like, oh, the race is on Friday. I'll do that. Well, I did that for the Wachusett Trail Marathon. I basically decided a week out yeah. from that that I was going to go ahead and I can jump in. Throw that in. It's a what? totally easy course, and definitely one that's 100% miles there. runnable and super enjoyable. Right. What? Um, yeah, well, she's ready. She was right there. It was easy. I mean, I had a 24-miler on the training See? plan that weekend anyway, so <laughs> just make it a marathon. The Sharpie's going to get used on the calendar one way okay. or the other. So, exactly. So, so when you casually throw in a trail marathon as a training run, how many weeks before that are you training for this? Like, like when you opened up the calendar... Did you decide on the race? Because you did the ultra down, down in uh, Rhode Island. Did you decide on the race first? Or did you look and say, I'm going to need four months, six months. In my case, it would be like 25 years before I do an ultra. Like, Now you could be ready by next year. How do you, <laughs> how do you back time? Or, or What was that decision-making process? It was a little bit of both, actually. Um, I was coming off a tiny bit of an injury. Not terribly bad, but it was keeping me off the roads a little bit more than I wanted to in December and January and then got on the waiting list for the anchor down and was like well I'll start it's feeling okay I can start amping up mileage a little bit Uh, anchor down was at the right time and then all of a sudden I came off the wait list and got the notification that I was in it so that was mid-February that's a motivator yeah (laughs) and that'll that'll scare you into training real fast (laughs) the race was in July or August Race was August 17th. Okay, so February to August. Yeah. Good six months. Where did you find a plan? Uh, There's a book called Relentless Forward Progress that is a really good beginner ultra book. Um, 
They have a couple of training plans based on the amount of mileage that you want to aim for each week. I chose something that hovered around the 45 to 50 mile a week option. <laughs> it goes up to 70 if you want. I'm looking at Peter. I can't even understand. That's where you the begin? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ish. <laughs> I'll be lucky if I ever see those miles again. <laughs> it's pretty easy to, you know, just kind of build it in. And the way that they have you do the... It's pretty easy. <laughs> well, it's like, gradual over six months. No, no. All I know is on, in, on Instagram and other social media, it was just, oh, today I'm doubling. Today's a double day. I'm doubling. Double runs. How oh, double runs. Oh, how oh, about oh. the triple? I, oh. I saw a couple oh, I'm not of sleeping. like Friday, I'm Saturday, Sunday, uh, double digits every I'm day. Running. I'm just nah. running. Oh, I'm running. I'm just running. Yeah, I'm running again. Why change clothes? I'm running again. Ha! Ah. <laughs> it's midnight. I'm still running. Oh my God. So a lot of it is they. A lot of ultra runners say it's a lot like marathon training, and with this plan especially, it is because you don't do much more than an 18 or 20. Right, you never mile approach run. the full distance. Right. Um, you, so don't, I did. you don't run for 12 hours. <laughs> no. <in the> training run. <laughs> oh my God! I think if I had known exactly what I was walking into mm-hmm. with that, I might have backed off. Um, so I did a couple of 24, 26 mileage, but for the most part, they were down near 18 or 20. The only difference is, is that you do them back to back days. So I had an 18 and a 14, then an 18 and 16, 18, 18. And then I think I did one more 18, 13 on the sort of quote unquote taper. Currently you're describing my week. Seriously. She's describing my June. <laughs> Maybe. You know, post-surgery, I'm, I'm glad to have worked up to about 20 miles a week, and you're talking about per day. So what, what, were your, what was your mileage in February? Uh, I would point? have to pull up the Strava, but I think I was probably around 25 or 30 miles mm-hmm. a week by yeah. mid-February anyway. Yeah. Um, so that's usually about a five-mile four days a week, and then whatever the long run needs to be to kind of top out. With, okay, that, that's not outrageous, That's not so crazy, but, yeah. but without a race coming anytime soon, those are the kind of numbers you see 30 days ahead of a race maybe, right? right. Or and So when was your first time that you applied any of that? Was it? Uh, did you do any smaller races for fun? Um, I didn't do much racing this year in the lead-up. I did the Super Sunday 5-miler because a lot of November Project people go to yeah. that, and it's a just a fun run sort of event. Um, and then did the Wachusett Marathon and the Harpoon Five Miler. Was the, did that for the How's first that time this I hear year. that's a fun race. It's a really fun race. That uh, race sells out fast. It was very sunny yeah. <laughs> this year and yeah. very hot, uh, yeah. but great after party. That's great. Well, I would think that you probably can't take on too many races because you're either in the middle of doing a long run or resting, I would think. Did you uh, come up... So this is more mileage than you've ever done, obviously, training for a 50-miler. Did you run into any injury problems? What was your injury prevention like? Um, I definitely focused more on actually doing recovery work Mm -hmm. than I've ever done before. So made sure stretching and the foam rolling and uh, all that came into play. Uh, Towards the end of training, I went to go see the guys at Wellness in Motion. A couple times I saw Tim, their massage therapist over in Brookline. And he was amazing. He helped to point out, you know, your, your right hip seems to be really tense right now. You might want to be watching what you're doing with your right side. And um, then helped kind of work stuff out. I actually got to experience some of the cupping for the first time, which is deeply strange. Aside from that, just kind of backing off if things started to feel weird with the length of the ultra training process. You have time to not be running yeah. too. Like yeah. if something didn't feel good, I took the long run off. I didn't hit every single one of my long so runs. So a lot of people to. would freak out about this. You know, a lot, of, especially first-time marathoners, freak out if they miss any training or especially a long run. Oh, absolutely. But w- was that the case, or you were just running so much you didn't think that missing a 14-miler one day would would have too much of a negative effect? Um, in both of the marathon training experiences that I've had, I was pretty much the same way like I have to hit everything that is on the plan and there was some like budgeting for time mm-hmm. or you know shifting things around day to day but I never dropped a run the big run yeah yeah um so that was part of the learning process for the ultra. it's okay yeah Let it's it okay and it's actually better to mm-hmm. 
just get rid of something if you're not feeling it that So day. did this really take over your life in terms of... Pretty much. Yeah, you were either tired or resting or doing laundry or running, right? Yeah, and even then, I mean, Jeremy took care of a lot of laundry yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of the kind of day-to-day errands and cooking and stuff because there's just a lot of time that you're out running if you're not working. Did you change any of your nutrition? I tried to focus a little bit more on the you know, healthier foods, incorporating more veggie and fruit into the diet, but yeah. didn't wildly change things and definitely still went for, you know, burger or pizza or something after long runs because it's hard to get out of that pattern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What were you eating during those long runs? What did you find worked for you in terms of fueling? A lot of the same kind of stuff I usually have, gels, that kind of thing, tailwind every once in a while. Uh, but for the really long runs, my absolute favorite thing right now is salted potatoes. It sounds no, no, that's very strange. How, uh, how do you deliver them? What, in what way? Do you cook, uh, you like once you cook at home? Yep. You boil a potato, cut it up into more or less bite-sized pieces, coat it in salt, put it in a plastic baggie, and really? bring it along with you. So it's kind of really? like apple slices in that way. Yeah, pretty much. Right. Um, they taste amazing at mile 17 of a really hot... <laughs> they probably have a good mouthfeel, because that's sometimes my biggest issue, right? Like, yeah. The goo mouthfeel can be rough. Rough, and it's so hyper-sweet sweet. that you yeah. need something to balance it out every yeah. once in a while. So yeah. I found alternating gels and the salted potatoes salted thing, really yeah. worked. And Where did you get that tip? Did you just uh, come up with that? That was from the Wachusett marathon actually apparently really? they're pretty big in the trail running okay. scene okay. it's a pretty normal thing to have at an aid station i had never seen it before but mm-hmm. devoured so many of those wow. during that marathon i was like okay this is gonna work for me all right potatoes well you know let's dive right into it let's get to the actual day and describe what this race is because it's not at all i i, I was following sort of um the race and the lead up and and when I discovered the time of day you were going to be running and for the amount of time, I never really considered that. I thought, well, you know, a lot of people run, you know, like a four or five hour marathon. So maybe that's what it is. So you ran for a much longer period of time. Yes. And can you uh, describe the course <laughs> and the time of day you are running? Brian's laughing because he thinks I'm insane. <laughs> um the Anchor Down Ultra is a time-based event rather than a distance-based one, and that's actually why I ended up choosing that one over some of my other options, was initially I thought I was just going after a 50K. I looked at the results for this race, and in the last few years, the, in the six-hour event, very few people hit the really? 50K mark. And I was like, well, that's fine i'll just sign up for the 12 hour give myself mm-hmm. all sorts Plenty of, of bonus time yeah. i can like take a nap and then go back out there and whatever i get on top of the 31 miles is just gravy mm-hmm. um i ended up training a little bit differently than that apparently um so it was a 12 hour event and it's a two and a half ish mile course about a mile of which is trail a mile and a half is paved basically bike path uh, in really, really gorgeous Cold State Park. It's really pretty venue. Um, well, so you, you know that because you kept seeing the same say, scenery over and over and over again, right? Indeed. Wow. Which, I mean, if you're going to be doing that 20, 21 times, you want to have a nice wanna, view you, to look yeah, at. Yeah, you want to like what you're seeing. Yeah, so it's right on the water, and then uh, the trail part is through this really kind of lush forest, which is great. And, and then instead of running 30 miles, you were really running for 12 hours. Right. I mean, that is... That's intense. Intense, That's right? That's a different way. It's a different approach. Totally. Yeah, yeah. And that actually also kind of screwed with me mentally. I'm not used to running for time, mm-hmm. even though plenty of distance runners do their long runs based on time rather than distance. I've never approached it that way. Yeah. So that was a kind of tweak to the mindset, which was kind of cool. Wow. Uh, the other important part about this race is that it is A, in mid-August, and B, from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. Like that. <laughs> do you? Well. You like not sleeping for a whole night and running instead? I- better than doing it the same date daytime because it would be a little hotter right well, I mean, at least true. you get a little bit of a cool down what was it like uh, atmosphere wise 
Atmosphere-wise, this race is pretty incredible. It's very small. There's 200 people total across oh the 6-hour, 12- and 24-hour version of the event. It's all okay. happening at the same time. Wow. Um, so so how, as how much does it thin down? At, at, it thins at down a lot right. after the 6-hour yeah. uh, people kind of come off the course and oh, finish really? their so race. Oh, really? So most people are doing 6-hours? Sure. Or at least that was my impression. Uh, okay, and, so, like and, yeah. and so you thought, well, if I don't get my 30 miles in in six hours I have the 12 and then it was only after you're in the race and you're signed up that you realize no I have to run for 12 hours well I mean you don't have to run for 12 no, hours you could bow out whenever you but wanted the, but, but oh, wait a then second. I had all I don't this think time. I understood that yeah, either see, that's see. interesting because in my mind, I've already signed up, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can do this in eight hours. That's fine. No. No, you don't. No, no, no. Because you're so not going you for go, distance. You go as far as you can in 12 hours. Or 24. Oh, so someone hits the treadmill and dials in the, the time, yeah. not the distance, and it just hits go. Yeah. And you're not allowed to stop. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, I mean. and the same show keeps playing over, over and over. And over and over, right. Yeah. And you can pull off the course for as long mm. as you want. Uh, the main aid station is right near where people set up tents. Uh, wow. So I could pull off and I could have napped if I wanted sure. to. I changed shoes a couple of times. I, you know, reapplied body glide. How many pairs of socks do you go through? Uh, seven pairs of socks, okay. two pairs of shoes. Okay. And how big was your crew? Was it just... A uh, crew of one. Jeremy was magnificent as the crew member who had to handle my dirty socks every time I changed oh, them. Excellent. So thank you for that. Did you run into what? What was the weather like? Um, it wasn't as bad as it could be. I guess <laughs> it was still pretty warm. It was probably low 80s when we started. Mm. Dropped down to maybe low 70s. Um, very humid. Very very humid. Oh, That's this ever, summer. This summer has just this been, was that. A tough been Did you get any rain? A tiny bit of rain right around 4 a.m. There had been thunderstorms threatening pretty much for half of the night, mm -hmm. and they never really came close enough to us during the 12-hour event uh, to shut the course down, which mm -hmm. was a possibility. Have you been able to calculate how much sweat came off your body? Not how much sweat. I did try to sit down and figure out how much water I had consumed. Mm -hmm. Um, I ended up carrying a little hand water bottle that I think carries 10 or 12 ounces, and I was filling that every mile and a quarter. So I that's, was drinking a lot. That's, a that's lot really interesting because you did, right, you wouldn't have to carry much. I always think in Ultra you're going to have right, a backpack yeah. on that and, was a, and a camelback. Yeah. Biggest benefit to that course. It was incredible. Not I'm used to training in a camelback or uh, my Nathan uh, vest and not having to do that, not having that extra layer on. But mm -hmm. you're roughly 15 minutes from water at any point, at essentially, any given time. right? Yep. It was that's fantastic. That takes a load off mentally, right? Because there's something Absolutely. that happens when you know mentally. You may not need the water, but if you think to yourself, well, next exit, it's like when you're driving on the highway. Next yeah, exactly. exit's not for 52 miles. <laughs> I really have to pay now, <laughs> or whatever it is, you know? Now, I was talking to Corinne uh, after the race, before we got on here, and you had an interesting, um, you, had a, you had a plan for attacking this race, which was not run for 12 straight hours as hard as you could. Oh, God, no. And I don't know of many I follow a lot of ultra runners on uh, Instagram and watch a lot of the YouTube videos and stuff mm -hmm. and there's very few people out there who are running ultras and actually running the entire time right. it's thoroughly expected that you're going to be walking and run walking and power hiking for parts of it um, so I went into it with a 0.4 on 0.1 off okay. uh, plan which I followed pretty closely for the first 20 or so miles and then after that I'd kind of intended to kind of drop back to a quarter mile running mm -hmm. and then 0.1 mile walking never went to a different interval except just did two minutes off one minute on mm -hmm. and then after mile 35 it was just keep moving Okay. Just move. So all that goes out the window because yeah. now it's just just see get, what see what you got. Yeah. At that point, I had pretty clearly told myself that I was gonna get over fifty miles, one way or another, which meant that I had to keep moving. There was not really Wait, enough time. I was gonna say, where to, were you for time? Now, what? How many hours in were you at that point? 
Uh, I don't know exactly, but I do know that I spent about five miles at one point trying desperately to do math yeah, to figure running out. Math. No, <laughs> running math is the worst <laughs> it's math. It's the worst. And if you've been and going it's for wrong. 40 miles already, no, it's even it. harder. So, no, it doesn't compute, literally. It, no. it, it took me five actual miles, two full <laughs> loops, to figure out if I had a shot of actually hitting. You mean you passed Jeremy mile. twice and <laughs> neglected oh to God. ask him? Well, at that point, figured it out, right? I'd been like, I'm feeling okay. I'm doing all right. Like, if you want to go get whatever sleep you can, like, go head to the tent. I'll be fine for the next few hours. <laughs> so I'm just sitting there, like, running around, walking around, <laughs> desperately ass- trying to do math. I'm assuming you're in a headlamp the whole time? Yes. Does that yeah. power out? Does it go dead? Um,. Mine didn't. I made sure it had fresh batteries in it, um, though we also had Jeremy's on hand in case I needed to swap out, and we had some spare batteries, too. Was there any natural light other than... That was actually the beauty of it. I only needed the headlamp really for the trail section. Okay. Because hmm. even with some cloud cover, the bike path was way out in the open. It was just okay. It's just, it's more or less like a you're in a field. Um, and that's dependent also where the moon is, too. Right, right? if you, you have enough moonlight. Yeah. yeah. That's um, so I ended up not really needing the headlamp except for the traily bits. And how busy was the field? I mean, did you have? Were you always with other runners? I would think with a with a loop that short, you must have been seeing other people all the time. For the most part, there's always somebody in sight. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have long, in-depth, um, soul-searching conversations with people, or was it grunting mostly, or or what was happening, or were other people asking you? Uh, if I run um, four miles an hour for the next uh, hour and a half, I'll there was definitely some mutual math happening. We're all like, "Is this? Does this make sense to you? I think this is okay. Am I doing this right? I think I think we've got this right." Um, very little soul searching conversation mm-hmm. and a whole lot of very loopy. We've all been awake for too long mm-hmm. and moving for too long, and I. That kind of conversation, I'm sure we were not funny to anybody else, <laughs> but we all thought we were hysterical. And for the 100 milers, were they running, uh, did they complete at the same time as you or overlapping or how did, how did that work? Everybody starts at the same time. Oh my um, goodness. So so the 24-hour people then had to go into full daylight heat of the regular August day. Holy cow. Which... That's a I whole mean, other power strategy, to them. That's right? I mean, that's an incredible feat. I can't imagine coming out of the darkness and relative cool. Oh my goodness! Knowing that the hardest part is wait still a come. second. What? So, so seven o'clock in the morning, the sun has come up. Your math has been um, shown to be correct. No, 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 no. How, how many miles did you actually run in twelve hours? And what surprise was awaiting you on the other side? <laughs> So I did 51.45 miles, Ow. which is 21 loops. Congratulations. Um, Congratulations. The course is actually 2.45, which mm-hmm. is why I had to do 21 loops instead of just 20 to get my 50 miles. you got to get your smidge. You see why that I was would take five miles to figure out? about at like yeah. mile 48. Yeah, it's like, really, I'm we're like, doing oh, this? Oh, God, yeah. I'm not as close as I could yeah, be if I had chosen it. a distance race instead of a time right. race. Um, so I did that in... About 11 hours, 40 minutes. Wow. And so pulled off the trail. Actually, Lori took a picture of me like as I crossed the finish line where I'm just brutally sweaty and muddy and exhausted. And went to completely walked by all of the aid station stuff back to the tent because I was desperate to get shoes off and yes. kind of rinse off a mm-hmm. little bit. Oh. And then it's like, oh, I think I forgot to pick up a finisher medal. Like, we should probably actually go to the um, award ceremony. So go back to the award ceremony, and they're doing the um, age group awards. And next thing I know, the race director is calling my name <laughs> because I got first in the women's open division. What? Congratulations. What are you talking insane. about? That's nuts. Yeah. No, I know. I don't win races. <laughs> <laughs> that was very, very strange. That's huge. And I turned to Jeremy. I'm like, mm, did that actually, am I imagining things? <laughs> and he's like pushing me towards the podium. Do you have to give a speech? 
just do no, math? No, thank God. Any, any math thriller on it's the podium? It's kind of funny. They have this video. Um, the podium that they put together is pretty high, and by the time everybody's been mm-hmm. running that long, uh, all of us are like, I can't step I'll up. So they bring over. this little step stool out and put it in front. Oh. So you have they, little steps Do to they get put up. one foot onto the step and then pick up your other <laughs> oh foot and goodness. put it up there? God, that would have made it so much easier. <laughs> okay. How long after the race ends are you asleep? How long does that take, that process? Uh, I actually stayed awake a bit longer than I expected. I thought I was going to pass out hard in mm-hmm. the car on the ride home. But I think I stayed awake for all of that. Made sure to eat something and then napped for about four hours, I think. Mm-hmm. And then up at normal evening time up again? Up at normal evening time. Trying to get back into a normal Yeah, feel. get some food and then sleep for another probably 10 Because what had your sleep been prior to the race? Because if it started at 7 p.m., did you sleep during the day? The bat? No, probably not. not. You did really. a normal ni- night the night before. Yeah, I've been gradually pushing sort of my bedtime a little bit later than normal because I'm usually in bed by 11 o'clock. So pushing it later, meaning so getting less sleep really as a result. A little bit. I was very cautious about it and pushed it to about 12.31 a.m. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for the most part, tried to stay on a normal sleep schedule just because I figured it was more important to actually get sleep mm-hmm. than to try to acclimate to this one-day right. event. Okay, so the race is over, you're home, you've slept a little bit, you go into like your first full night back home, like I'm done with that. Do you feel like you're still running in bed? <laughs> Do you ever have those moments of like, I'm I still think going? I passed out too I'm still hard. going. I'm still going. <laughs> no, there wasn't any lingering uh, seasickness, running yeah, sickness. Yeah, whatever that is. Yeah. There's <laughs> that feeling of like. I think that's called trauma. A trauma. <laughs> trauma, yes. Talk to me about, uh, not to be indelicate, but the. Uh, uh, Getting onto the throne, as they would say. <laughs> Sometimes was, you feel that in the thigh region. Yeah, Sometimes I was you actually, can't get off. <laughs> Sometimes you can't get off, yeah. I was a little less sore than I expected hmm. to be. I felt g- pretty great the week afterwards, really? uh, much more so than I expected to. And what um, do you attribute that to? Just the, 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 the large time duration of training and your body was really, really acclimated to this kind of work, even though you hadn't done 12 hours in a row, you sort of had in... Across multiple days, you could look and yeah. say, well, there was 12, and there was 12, and there well, was 12. I would, I would think not only that base, but the, the run-walk idea uh, is really Saves key, you. right? Yeah. The run-walk idea, and let's be serious, the last 20 miles, I wasn't running at all. I found out I can walk with the best of them. I can walk at a 13.30 pace if I have wow. to. Wow, that's pretty fast. That is um, really pretty fast. But I think that is, in large part, why I was still able to move as well as I could the next and week. And now, with a little bit of, uh, over a month's uh, time from it, are you like, yeah, I can't wait for the next one? Or was that bucket list crossed and different things now? I thought the bucket list was going to be crossed. Uh-uh. Oh, see, this is good to ask a couple, uh, four yeah. weeks later, yeah. And I didn't, I didn't know how I was going to feel about running generally afterwards, if I was going to be kind of like just I'm done. over it. I'm or, done with this. And I didn't know how I was going to feel physically if I was going to be up for anything in even just the fall season generally. And? But I feel really great feel physically good. and I don't hate running. So now <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing in fall because I didn't put anything in my calendar. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, in the four weeks since the race, how, what's the farthest you've uh, gone out? Just for fun, uh, for I did a 17 miler last week. And why? Just to stay in that double digits? Yeah, I mean, I've built this incredible base of Wanna general fitness, and if I'm kind of planning on maybe attacking speed again next year, which means I'm not going to have this stupid back-to-back run sort of base mm-hmm. yep. in me. So while I have it, I might as well use it. Yep. I just have to figure out in which kind of scenario I want to do that. Okay. So what, not a verbal, (laughs) what, if anything, do you see on the horizon for yourself? I'd like to find a 50K. Not timed in the same way? Um, The time raise, honestly, there's just fewer of them out there. Yeah. Uh, So it's definitely an option, but... That it's usually easier to find them based on distance. Here's my question. Will you run this race again? I don't know. Uh, it's a really 
great atmosphere and a great experience and I love the setup. I like how small it is. I like the two and a half mile loop. I actually I found that I really liked that setup because you're never far away from aid. Mm-hmm. Everything starts looking really familiar. Um, there's actually at one point I was talking to one of the fellow runners and we were on the trail part and we realized that we had both been naming things along the course because you see them so many times. We're like, oh yeah, that's the splitway tree. And there's that stupid branch. And here's the dust bowl. And I just I after the race I meant to contact a couple of the other runners with a map and be like, could you point out <laughs> what you were calling each what of these what? little yeah. Yeah, yeah. pieces? So everything becomes familiar and that's kind of comforting especially in the trail part because you know exactly what's coming and you don't have to worry about footfall quite as much. That being said, the race is also in the middle of August and it's really hot and humid. Mm -hmm. It's a tough time. And I don't know. Well, what about the opposite of hot and humid? What about a little (laughs) race that we like to go up to in uh, Millinocket, Maine? Where's the finish line? Which way to the finish line? You can't get there from here. I was waiting for that question. That full marathon. I kind of assumed it was coming. There is a full marathon. There's a full marathon waiting for you. Just two loops. It's only two loops. It's only two loops. It's not enough loops, guys. You'd be like, oh, there's the Golden Road. Hey, there's the Golden Road. Boom, you're done. (laughs) I don't know. It's also really far away. It's not that far away. It's it's far away. It's not not close. Right. I mean, you got to plan on it. I wouldn't Uber it, but it's not like you have to get an airplane from Boston. No, no airplane. That's true. Yeah. But Colt State Park is like an hour and a half away. Okay. Well, we can throw up all kinds of excuses not to achieve our goals, or we can do it. So, you know, that's fine. Oh, speaking of which, uh, when's the ultra that you're signing up for? Oh, that's not my goal. Somebody's been talking about ultras (laughs) a lot. Someone's been talking about it. Peter, 50 keeps coming closer Don't worry about my age. Worry more about what you've been speaking of. What have I been... When have I said ultra? Okay. When? Okay. When in this program That's when I cool. was not under pharmaceutical? That's cool. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Post surgery. Now who's got excuses? Uh, bliss. Uh, was I talking about ultras? Hey, I ran a 25k. That's like you did half an ultra. <laughs> <laughs> You're halfway there. You're halfway there. Man. Halfway there. I, I will That's tell perfect. you, if I did run one, it would be a trail race um, because it would be very slow and it would be. I'd like I, I, I would need that something, pace is a game you know, really it's interesting nice. to to look at, and and um, and it would be, yeah, it would be super slow. I would I'd be not psyched be to crew you, psyched. <laughs> I would happy to be crew or pacer for either of yeah. you. Yeah, there'd be awesome. a lot of Any sandwiches. Ultra. Awesome, a lot of sandwiches involved. I'm, That's for sure. I'm. St- I got. I need my healing years. I can't even yeah. start. I have no base. Base. I have no base. I have no base. I have no trouble. You I have, have no base. 25k worth of Killington base. You got yeah, this. that was yeah, four you're doing hours just though. That fine. was yeah. not 12 hours. You're doing just fine. If you keep going with the way you're going, this could yeah. all be a different picture a year from now. <laughs> well, that's a year. That's what you're saying, yeah, right? Well, we're not doing it today. Well, I don't know. Somebody does it. You know, there's a Patriots game on. We're not doing it today. Okay, it's not okay. today. Okay. Okay. Like Is it Wachusett? Is it in June next year? In June. That watch use it trail is so brutal. Yeah, I don't know if you want a nutty, nutty trail. I mean, I do want a nutty trail. You, you got to keep it interesting. Uh, yeah, but uh, even the flats on the watch use it. Talk to me about the watch use it. Is a loop or is it all out? It's all straight out. Uh, there's one loop for at least the uh, marathon course. So you're not naming stuff as much. Nope. See, no, you're I like mostly the naming cursing at thing. things. Well, that 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 Killington one was no walk in the park. That's true. I assume. You know, I, I like it varied. I need to keep it interesting. Well, you have someone here who can help you coach out and figure it out. I don't think I could do a two-mile loop over and over again. I understand what you're saying about it being uh, comforting and always near uh, near safety. That is that is a thing. I like that. I don't like, like the overnight. Blanket. I don't know if I could I do that. I love well, I mean, the idea of the overnight. overnight. I love the idea of an overnight. I thought the uh, sleep deprivation was going to get to me more, and it really didn't. No. It didn't. Like... No, huh. As long as you're rested and clearly you were trained, and I would think seeing the sun come up and all that light That's changes, because around 4.30, it must start to be like, oh, I can really start to see things again. We, a little we, bit. We, I mean, it didn't help that thunderstorms were starting to oh, come in okay. right around talk, right. talk to us about caffeine. Like, are you a regular coffee drinker, first of all? Absolutely. Okay, so then 
What was your theory and practice around caffeine during an overnight race? I actually didn't go into it with much of a theory about caffeine. Um, kind of figured I would burn that bridge when I got to okay, it. Okay, so if you started to get fatigued and tired, you would try some and... Yeah, um, I actually went after Coca-Cola mm-hmm. a couple of times as fuel and mm-hmm. caffeine, and I only did a few sips of it at a time, which mm-hmm. I think helped um, stomach-wise. Um, yeah, it, I never really felt overly tired which was what was your longest break the shoe swap at mile 30 ish Mm -hmm. um did you take some time with nothing on your feet just to let them air or did you get right into new stuff mostly just tried to like wipe them down as much as i could apply (laughs) some uh baby powder yeah Mm -hmm. any uh, swelling anywhere or everything was good everything was pretty good i was starting to get some chafing in unfortunate spots um i brought a few changes of clothes too that i just never it never felt worth it i figured Mm -hmm. i ended up sweating through everything that i was wearing after the first loop it didn't really seem like taking the time to change clothes was going to make all that much of Mm -hmm. a difference sure uh but the socks were definitely necessary what Um, didn't you do right that you wish you did did differently or is there anything? Or were you perfect? It sounds like you were perfect. Okay. Well, thanks for coming down. <laughs> I am just the perfect ultra running angel. You were built for it. And yeah. Uh, no, there's not much that I would have done differently, especially not knowing what I was walking into. I think I went into it with the mindset that I had to, with the preparation that I had to. Uh, next there, time around, I'd like to do more strength training. Well, I was going to say, over of, the course of the whole training, yeah. was there anything else there that was lacking strength training for sure i have no elevation strength or vertical strength right now so i'm gonna have to start practicing on hills again i did a lot of flat running mm-hmm. leading up to it yeah because um, i was a little afraid of overloading my legs oh sure with just the amount of mileage that i was putting on but that's about the only thing that i'm kind of concerned about and what are you doing with all of your free time now that had been spent on doubles or whatever? What, how have you been spending your days? Uh, I'm still ramping back up into running and otherwise just making sure that I'm kind of available for whatever Jeremy needs because he is ramping up for marathon training. What race is this? What? Jeremy's doing the Philadelphia Marathon. Oh my his first goodness. official one after doing his own unsupported well, The unsupported, unofficial, unofficial. No one was there to really verify. In the snow, uphill both ways. Uh-huh. Marathon. In yeah. black and white. Mm, I mean. Yeah. Self-supported marathon. Yeah. Self-supported ultra. It's unbelievable. So, so Philadelphia. All right. Very good. And Which means uh, I'll just be able to go hang out in Philadelphia and eat all the things day. and not have to run any of the things. And right. you don't even have to sleep in a tent. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even have to bring a pair of shoes for him. Although right? he might make me sleep in a tent just as revenge. <laughs> I could see that. That was, I think, his least favorite part of the s- weekend. I could see that. <laughs> so where, yeah, where are you? Are you uh, do you have to tent up? hours before the race or do you do it just before the race starts or how does it i think we landed in rhode island at about five o'clock oh okay so pretty close yeah i think they were letting people set up as of two or three p.m but it didn't really uh, seem like we needed all that much time see you like camping brian i don't i i'm okay with it if it's in someone's backyard the runner's not doing any camping well right the runner's just running I guess that's a better so, way to yeah. approach it. Mm-hmm. You like to camp, so on mine, you wouldn't mind camping while I'm running. Sure, I'd be. I I would be happy to be camping. You'd be fine. Yeah, and that. then I'll see you when you're done. <laughs> you gotta better wait because I'm taking yeah. my time. That's a, this fishing. I'm gonna use all twelve this all, hours. I, I I'm go not skim. I'm I just go for a hike. I'll get there when I get there. Could go run a short race. I'm not, I'm not going to podium. <laughs> telling you that right well, now. You I don't know. know. You never know. Yeah, I didn't apparently. think I was podiuming. So. Wow. All right, is very there, unexpected. Is there anything you want to tell someone who's considering an ultra, given your experience as your first time ultra? What, what would you say to somebody who was thinking about it? I would say that it is a lot of commitment. And that is mostly in the lead up. Uh, if you are doing all this running in training, you are not doing a lot of anything else. This is your life. Uh, so one of the things that I found qu- 
sort of frustrating was I would still show up to November Project workouts, but there was no way that I was throwing myself at them 100% even most of the time. So watching everybody else getting to have all this fun, like really going at these other kinds of workouts was, it was that was the less fun part of yeah. it all. Yeah. Um, so there's just opportunity cost, and that I think only goes up the longer that you're training and the longer that you're trying to go for. Okay. All right. Words of warning there, Brian. Uh, duly warned. I hope but so. But it's totally worth it. <laughs> you should totally do an ultra. Words of encouragement Think about Anchor there, Down Brian. next year. Think about it, Brian. I don't think this mic's are working anymore. I don't hear anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> Congratulations, Corinne, Thank Corinne. you so much. Thank Congratulations. You. And we hope to see you again very soon. Oh, I'll be around. Tell Jeremy, stop being so quiet, Jeremy. Stop being so quiet, Jeremy. We'll play your sting just for fun. <laughs> He's waving. Bye. Thank you. Jeremy Shaw Munderbach. Munderbach. Hey. This has been episode 143 of How Was Your Run Today with Peter Villa and Brian Gould. Andrea Bonnie Gould is our artist in residence. Hannah Brooks is our social media guru. And composer Jeff Cronenberg. Special thanks to our guest, the running unicorn Corinne Griffiths. I don't want to do this anymore. It's too hard. Join us every Saturday for our Sat Stat Chat. Come on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter and tell us where you ran, how the weather was, and please, please, please include a sweet, sweet, sweet photo, photo, photo. And do you uh, use the Strava? Why not join the How Is Your Run Today Strava group? We'd love to have you. Come on in. See how we're doing. The running's fine. For everything about this show, about another show called Thought Platform, about Vinny Scent or anything, even the Millinocket video movie by award-winning film director Greg Shea, go to hwyrt.com. That's howwasyourruntoday.com. Brian, there's also a link there to our Redbubble site where you can buy HWRT t-shirts and other swag. That's wonderful. Peter. It is wonderful. Peter. What? Have a good run today. I will, Brian. I hope you will as well. Thank you. Good day. <laughs> Do you think Paul Harvey was a big runner? No. No, he might have been. Could have been. He seems like one of those guys who like... Yeah, he probably broke convention and was a big runner. Yeah. Yeah. But wore like canvas boots <laughs> when he did it. Goodbye. <laughs>